دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی خاطر روی زمین یک سرزارو به توی دروازه سرزارو بود گل به نام آسمان برای ایران بزنه کریم اصلی فر یه بار دیگه همه تیم ملی ما داخل زمین قطر این تیم تحت فشار با این هم سومیش این هم گل سوم موتور ما روشن شد و سردار آزمون دروازه قطر رو باز کرد Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Golbazan. I am Sina Sadzada, back with hosting the episode. I, it's been a while since I've hosted. Really excited to be back and joined by Erfan and Arya. Great to have you guys on the pod. How are you? Good. The dynamic duo is back, Erfan and I. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be here. Exciting stuff. Yeah, I know you lot have been missing me, main host and everything, but we're back, back to normal. Um, I know, like, I think Samsung was hosting. He said he was getting tired of his own voice. So I don't get tired of my own voice. We're all good. <laughs> so we're talking about Jordan and Qatar today. Um, it's going to be a fairly short episode because we, we've just done a run re- fairly recently, but talking about the results, we we won both games, which is good. Um, Qatar was was a fairly nice one because it was the, the return of Carlos Queros, which is which is nice. Uh, won that game 4-0, but let's talk about Jordan first. So, um, I guess, Erfan, coming to you first, with the Jordan game, did anything surprise you in terms of formations and lineups? Yeah, uh, hello, Sina. Thanks for having me on once again. Um, and I wouldn't say anything surprised me. It was uh, it was something I actually expected. There was no real surprises. Uh, we saw Scotch's favorite uh, center-back partnership back, uh, Kanania and uh, Khalilzada, even though they were shaky, and uh, not many people would agree with that. But uh, overall, I think the lineup was uh, expected, and I think it's close to what we're going to see at the Asian Cup uh, early next year. Yeah, we'll contrast that to the Qatar game, because um, Kanani was benched, Puraganji came in, um but yeah uh i guess like going into the tactic side of things and everyone i'll stick with you um what what did iran do well and sort of what do they do badly was it a good pre- preparation for the for the asian cup uh well yeah jordan away has always been a tough test for us under any manager previously uh, we have struggled to beat them i believe the last two games were both the draws so it's not like we had the best record against them and uh, we always play many Arab sides at the Asian Cup, uh, whether it's like la- last year we play- when we played Oman or uh, Iraq um, in the group stages. So I think uh, playing um, a good a good side like Jordan away, it's um, even though some people might say, oh, it's just an easy game, it's not really worth anything. I'd say it is actually good preparation. And for the tactics, um, what Iran did really well was finishing the game off early. In the first half an hour, um, Osman and Taremi, they both scored two goals. And from there on, it looked like uh, Jordan had 
no hope, even though we did get a bit uh, lucky at the end after uh, our defense made some mistakes and they were given a late penalty, which I still think was not a penalty. I think it was a dive by the Jordan player. Uh, but yeah, after that, uh, a very good uh, counter-attack by Mehrdad Mohammadi. We were talking about this in the last episode, that uh, Mehrdad Mohammadi has been called up, you know. Uh, Amir Talinoy saw his speed and uh, he thought that maybe that was needed in the squad. And as we saw, it helped out the squad and we ultimately got the win. Yeah, and then Arya, I guess, uh, who stood out for you in the game? For me, who stood out the most uh, is Otolohi for how bad he was. Uh, other than that, uh, the good players would probably be Osmond and Tarimi. I think the usual suspects. I think they were both amazing. Osmond was very, very good. He needed that goal, um, not getting any you know, playing time at Roma. So it's nice to see him on the scoreboard. Uh, the defense was very shaky. Zotolohi was very shaky. Um, and, you know, Irfan pretty much said everything. Uh, I think the one thing that Irfan forgot to mention is we kind of did a good job at suppressing uh, the Jordanian player, uh, Musa Tamari, who's having a great season with Montpellier. Didn't really do anything in that game against Iran. So I think uh, it was it was a good thing uh, that we were able to do so. Mm. I do you do you think that I guess um our defense doesn't it's rarely tested I guess within the Asian Asian uh, and I guess like Arab uh like friendlies that we have and I guess like when it comes to the big games big competitive games I think they get tested but it's in a competitive match so it's not the right time for them to be tested now what I'm what I'm sort of apprehensive about is yes we won the game and we won we won both games but I feel like if Tarami and Osmond aren't playing well and our defense as usual they're not that they're a bit shaky does that leave us open to just losing very easily maybe not losing very easily but it definitely is and in my opinion I think it gives leeway for other teams to score goals on us um you know I I, I don't like us uh conceding goals to teams like Jordan and such um and and it's just you know, for conceding goals like that to them, what is going to happen when we play even better team, you know, Saudi Arabia, Japan, Australia, South Korea. Um, and I'm sure everyone can agree here, but it's it's really, we, we need to kind of find a way of, I guess, being less shaky in defense. I mean, it's it's kind of too late to, to do that, I would say. But um, another thing, a little bit unrelated to the defense, is I was kind of hoping Godos would start, uh, but I'm not surprised he didn't, mm. I think. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about it, I'm sure, in, in the, in the, for, for the Qatar game. Mm. But um, I was kind of, I kind of wanted him to start too. Yeah, what do you think, Erfan? Yeah. He did start in the Qatar game, of course, but what do you think? Yeah, I actually wanted to add to uh, your guys' uh, defense points. And yeah, Arya mentioned that, um, well, it's going to cost us against uh, bigger teams. Now, Jordan, they had uh, a few chances that they probably should have scored, especially by Tamari. Uh, and looking back, an example could be, let's say, the Asian Cup. So until the semifinals, we had, we had uh, five clean sheets. We hadn't considered a single goal, even though uh, we did make a mistake against Oman and considered the penalty, but thankfully it was saved. But we did uh, look a bit shaky towards the end of the tournament. And then, like we saw, it cost us during the Japan game. I think we have somewhat of a similar issue right now, and I hope Talenoy and his team can fix it before the Asian Cup starts. 
Yeah, but they don't have much time. That's the problem. And they don't have many games either. So, I mean, there was a slight improvement, I would say. So going into the Qatar game, let's talk about that now. Um, I guess like defensively with Pirelli Ganji going in instead of Kanani, Kanani was benched. Obviously he came on and actually scored two goals. Uh, but I guess like, what do you what do you make of the defensive performance in this game compared to the first one, uh, Arya? I think the defense was much better in the in the Qatar game. Uh, I was really impressed with the performances of, the, of both fullbacks, Rezaian and Mohamadi. Rezaian, which guy I believe was, I, I think they both got two assists each. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. he played very well. Played very well. The only downside of of I would say Milan Mohamadi is sometimes he does. I don't know, man. I don't know if you guys realize, but he's a little bit shaky when he has the ball. Like I don't feel a hundred percent safe when he has the ball and he's by himself. But other than that, I think I think the defense was great. Obviously, Pirelli Ganji's injury, which we're going to get in a bit, um, I would say, I guess, changed the, the outcome of the game. Um, but um, yeah, the defense was much better, which was uh, which was good to see. Hmm. Like, so, Erfan, what does what does Pirelli Ganji give that say Kanani doesn't in this in this lineup? Uh, I'd say two things. First of all, the experience, Kanani. Uh, um, Puella Ganji, I mean, if he didn't get injured, this would have been his third Asian Cup. Uh, he played in both the 2015 and 2019 editions. And second of all, the mentality. Now, um, we saw when Kanani scored both the goals, how he acted, you know, tried to uh, celebrate in front of uh, Carlos Kerosh uh, because of um, him being dropped at the World Cup. And uh, those kind of uh, silly moves, I'd say, uh, or it, it, it looks like he's overconfident and that can cost them. And uh, th that's what Puella Ganji brings to the table uh, that Kanani does. Now, I've seen a lot of people uh, happy that Puella Ganji got injured, but uh, I think defensively he he is better than Kanani Zadegan. So it's sad to see him. I, I wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, and yeah. I mean, now that you mentioned it, it's worth it's worth bringing up. Obviously, like thoughts are with him, uh, speedy recovery for sure. I mean, obviously, we don't you don't expect that from an experienced defender though. Him him going in recklessly for a challenge like that within a friendly, I think they were already what like they were already winning that game as well. It was it wasn't like yeah they're already winning. It doesn't make sense to do that. Like it, I don't know why with his with his track record of being injured, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why he went in re that recklessly. What do you guys think? I think it was nil-nil, actually. Was it nil-nil? He came off for Canon. Oh, you're right, you're right. It was nil-nil. But, I mean, the momentum was with them. For sure. Um, yeah, you just you just don't do that. I don't know what his intention was. I don't know if he had a plan in mind by doing that. Um, but um, I'll let their fun speak on this one. He knows more than me when it comes to that. I think you've summarized it pretty well, so, you know, with um, the way he went into that challenge. So it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's things that happen in football and hopefully he doesn't do something like that in the future. Yeah, you know, yeah, this tackle actually kind of counters both my points, which I made earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, players have these moments and yeah, nothing can be done except for wishing him a speedy recovery. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we've got any news of him, whether he'll be able to return for the Asian Cup or not. I think the, the news hasn't come out yet. So 
Uh, I guess fingers crossed because he does provide a different element to what Cannon or even uh, uh, just any of our defensive options, I guess, provides. So it's good to have him. Um, yeah. So yeah, speedy recovery for sure. Uh, I guess like one thing that you mentioned, Erefan, was Cannon celebrated in front of Carlos Queiroz. What what were your sort of thoughts with him lining up against his old side? And obviously, it wasn't long ago since he was managing us. Uh, I think that Amir Galnoy, or not Amir Galnoy specifically, but Iran, didn't let uh, Gatsar and Carlos Kirish breathe in this game. Because from the beginning of the game, it was it was all Iran. I don't remember a single good chance for Gatsar, except maybe one towards the end of the first half. But yeah, I think that Carlos Kirish, you know, I expected better from him. Um, he is the one who made this team, you could say. He is the one who... He's worked with almost all the players on on the squad, and uh, I expected maybe a better analysis from his team. And I I knew we were going to win this game, but I thought it would have been much closer. And to be fair, they did uh, hang on pretty well until around the seventieth minute. But I think after that first goal went in, everything just uh, collided for Carlos Kersh's team. Yeah, they scored four goals within I think like fifteen minutes or so. So the floodgates, the flood, yeah, ten minutes, the floodgates opened. Um, but yeah, Arya, I, I, I thought the same thing as Erefan. I thought like Carlos Queiroz, yeah, built this team over many years. He knows the strengths and more importantly, he knows the weaknesses of which there are there are a few. So I don't know, like, what did he get wrong? <laughs> what did we get right? Um, yeah, as Erefan said, I, the game, even I expected it to be much closer. I was not expecting a 4-0 win. Um, I was expecting maybe a 1-0, 2-0 at best. They really crumbled at the end. I think that's the, the moral of the game. Uh, what went wrong for Kairosh? Everything, really. Conceding four goals in, in a span of, what, five, ten minutes. Mm. All the plans and plans are out of the window by that point. So, um, you know, it's, 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 I guess, is it a sign that his tactics are just not working anymore? Is he, does he need to change things up? Um, well, that's for him to decide. But um, it was... It was good. It was good to see four goals in, in what, five, ten minutes? It's something that we don't really see often. Um, mm. Yeah, so. I want to I wanna talk about two things about the game specifically. One is about set pieces and one about about Saman uh, Rodus because I think he played, he played pretty well that game. So let's talk about set pieces first. We haven't been too prolific from set pieces in the past. And I think this game, it just provided a new element because we, we scored like from a few, uh, not just set pieces, but also from the wing. Uh, from from fullbacks, so I guess like what does that tell you about this Iran team going into the Asian Cup, Erfan? Yeah, first of all, I'll start off with Ramin. I mean, th this kid just keeps on getting better and better for Iran. <laughs> all the previous set piece goals, uh, he's been involved in most of them. We saw both of the goals against Kenya; he was involved, and again, uh, both the corners, uh, two great crosses and two great finishes by Kanani. Um, during the World Cup, I think, except maybe for the Wales game, um, it was something we struggled with. Um, Fullback position, especially the left-back position. Um, Milos' performance against USA was abysmal until uh, Jalali came in, who was better than Milad, but still. There's room for, there was room for improvement. And uh, Milad has been Harsh Sefi's uh, backup, actually, at IK Athens. Uh, but he he did play very good against the Qatar, even though, as Arya mentioned earlier on, he did look shaky on the ball, uh, but he provided a lot going forward, uh, and I think 
uh, this could be a very uh, good tactic for us going into the Asian Cup because a lot of teams like to play uh, defensive against uh, teams, strong teams like Iran. Uh, so if we play out uh, from the fullbacks, um, if they invert in, I think it could be a good way to get to get past these defenses and uh, score goals against them. Mm. What do you think, Ira? Yeah, I think Rafon is absolutely spot on. If we can use this tactic well and efficiently, I think we can cause a lot of damage, especially against teams that I mean, not necessarily just for the Asian Cup, but in general, if we play against big teams where we won't necessarily have too many chances, if we can get a few set pieces, whether that's free kicks or corners, if we can execute them well, then I think I think it'd be very, very effective. Um, maybe this is something that I don't know he's going to implement for the Asian Cup. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, it's mm. I, I hope it's something that we can uh, use for sure. And then now let's talk about Soman Rosos because he he came in and started this game, didn't start the the previous game against Jordan. What do you make of his performance? And I know he's he's found his new club, but it's actually his like previous club, Brentford, hasn't had any minutes. So I was actually fairly surprised about how how in shape he was, how fit he was. He he managed to to basically boss the game. Um, what do you guys think, Erfan? I'll start with you. Yeah, I think this just shows the effect of players uh, training almost daily with Premier League level players and having the facilities of teams like that. It just shows even if you don't play, even if you don't necessarily get all the playtime, but you're still going to be fit and at that top level. So, And to be honest, it's just a joy watching him play, especially over the last two months for Iran. And um, when he plays in his natural position, it's even better. Um, the pass, some of the passes he was making, his vision and everything, it was just, it was something nice to see. And we haven't seen something like that in a long time. It was quite cool seeing him play. Yes, he played in the, in the in his favorite position, but he was actually dropping like fairly like low back. So he was giving an alternative option to the two centre backs, the full backs, which I haven't seen him play that role for a few. Well, I mean, he hasn't played for Brentford at all, but I think last time I saw him play like that was maybe against Uruguay in, in a friendly. So. Yeah, it's it's a very different element. I, I'm really enjoying that sort of role that he plays. But even Tarami was coming back and receiving the ball against Qatar. Uh, so maybe he's try, trying to play that sort of like Harry Kane role. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Arya? Yeah, um, I was actually expecting Ezotolohi to be dropped after what he did against Jordan and then Godos replacing him. Then we saw Godos was replaced, or sorry, he replaced, uh, was it Nurolohi? Um, but uh, yeah, he was he was fantastic. Like Efron said, boss the game, um, and I think it shows that he should be starting every game for Iran realistically now, uh, and I hope he does uh, because whenever he does play, whenever he does start, whenever he does the minutes, whenever he has the opportunities, the chances, he always provides. Um, I don't think he should be dropped anymore. But with Mister Amir Harinoy. No. Yeah, Galanoy, I don't think rates him though. Even though he plays well, I don't think he rates him deep down. That's the vibe that I get. What do you, what do you reckon? I I actually think that he does rate him because if he did not, he wouldn't have called them up uh, in the previous camp, you know. And uh, I think they have a good relationship. And I think the reason he, why he didn't start against Jordan was maybe uh, to not risk any injuries because it was an easier game than the, than the game against Qatar maybe to keep him in shape for the uh, Qatar game. And yeah, I think I think that he will start from now on. Mm. Um, okay, cool. Any other players that stood out for you guys? 
Um, in the Qatar game, uh, I, I think I, I don't know. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Mohamed Mohebi, which I feel like was a little bit disappointing in that game. I, I agree with you, actually. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he was on the ball a lot, but he didn't really provide much. He did provide the the, the pre-assist for Mohamed's assist, and it was actually pretty beautiful. It was a beautiful play. Yeah, true, true. But, I mean, I don't know. He's he reminds me a lot of uh, Kingsley Coman in a bad way. Whereas wherever he has the ball, he dribbles and he shoots. That's that's all he does, and often. Most of the time, you know, the, the shots that he takes are not good shots. He doesn't like it doesn't provide anything to the game. Um, is it is it a question of greed? Is he trying to be the hero? I'm not too sure, but I was I was very, very disappointed with his performance. Um and, and it's and it's a little bit weird because sometimes he seems to have the best of games and then sometimes he seems to have the worst of games. He's a very he's not um he's not consistent, is what I'm trying to get at. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I completely agree with Arya. Uh, I think consistency is Mohebi's main problem. He didn't impress much in these two games. And, you know, I would have expected him to play better, especially since he got his uh, first goal for Rostov against the league leaders a few uh, few days before. Uh, but, yeah, he didn't play too well. Like you mentioned, he got that good pre-assist. And uh, speaking of other players that caught my eye, uh, there's the usual Taremi and Asmund. Uh, Taremi, even though he didn't get a goal or an assist, uh, like you mentioned, he dropped back a lot and uh, helped a lot with the the midfield and even the defenders at some points of the game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Osmond with that uh, brilliant left-footed shot, uh, keeper had no chance. And yeah, yeah, that's what I like about Taremi. As he's matured, he's he's taken more responsibility within the team. So. If he's not getting the ball in the strike force, he, he brings it upon himself to drop further back and sort of demand the ball from his defenders, help out the team to basically push up. I really, I really enjoy watching him do that. He wasn't doing that when he was younger. And that's what I really enjoy. Maybe because he was like playing on the wing when he was younger. I don't know. But yeah, I really enjoy him taking that role and the responsibility. I, was, I mean, like you guys mentioned it already, uh, the Harry Kane role that he seems to be playing is... Uh, is, is it helps a lot it helps a lot and i'm a Bayern fan i watch hurricane day in day out that's what he does in games and it's, it's just they're very very similar um so you know if he's able to do that uh, against the bigger teams and it works successfully then i think it would be of immense help um so hopefully he keeps yeah. on. that's why he was linked with spurs for a while uh because he was a very natural replacement to him you know this Taremi has matured a lot like you said and uh, he's very different to the Taremi uh, five, six years ago in Al Garrafa. You know, he was getting made fun of by both the Iranian and the Qatari media for missing uh, some chances. And now at Porto, I think he's matured a lot. He's got the experience, and um, he would, I would say, almost master that um, that position that he's playing in. You know, he's uh, doing, he's uh, playing consistently in the European Champions League. And um, that's a very good level to play in uh, for a team melee player. And that uh, shifts from the UEFA Champions League to the games for Iran, as we saw with the last two friendlies. Mm. And obviously, there's a lot of transfer news around him. So we'll see what happens in January, if not in the summer. Um, so another thing that you guys wanted to mention across both games was the lack of opportunity for the youth players. What do you guys make of that, Arya? Or you want to say something else? I can make a whole essay video on how frustrating it is to not see young players play for Iran. Uh, in the pregame space that FI and I hosted, 
there was literally a war going on between Team Medley fans and 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 others on who should play, who shouldn't. But you know, I think there's this big debate on well, are there any good young players uh, for Iran that should be in that Team Medley list? And if so, who? If so, who should play? And and how much should they play? Um, I mean. We're, we're, we're in a time right now where I guess youth football in Iran isn't going so, so well compared to the previous years. But we've got a few talented players out there for sure. I mean, Hasbavi is probably the biggest example. I think it's, first and foremost, frustrating, but it's really annoying that he's not getting any minutes. And and I, I'm not asking Halinoi to play him for the whole 90 minutes, but at the minimum, give him a few minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes, the game was already done at 2-0, 3-0. Why not put him on? He did put, uh, what's his name, Hussein Ajad, um, for the last, what, five, five, ten minutes when the game mm. was already done. There's no point in doing that. I think he got maybe two touches of the ball, one touch of the ball, something like that. And, and so, is is he going to call up young players for the Asian Cup? Probably not. I think Hasbavi and Hussein Ajad might be the only two that get called up, or maybe Saeed Manesh, I'm not sure. But uh, I think it's really time that... Uh, we kind of focus on our youngsters and try to implement them, maybe not necessarily for the Asian Cup, but for the future as well, because uh, these players are going to leave, man. They're not going to be here for, for too long. So we need, you know, the future generation to replace them and not just youngsters, but even dual nationals that we should start maybe pursuing and seeing if there's anyone worth taking, because uh, I think we're very poor in that aspect as well. Don't go for dual nationals at all. And there's tons of dual nationals that we could be going for. I completely agree. I completely agree. This is an aging aging side. They've been aging for a long time. I feel like they're yeah, they need to be replaced. They need to be competed with as well for from youth players because a lot of players I feel like would would benefit from younger players sort of, you know, at the danger of taking their place. But right now their places are kind of safe. I'm talking about some places in midfield, as a Tolai Nurlahi. Uh, maybe on the wing, I don't know. But like the youth always offers a different perspective. So I would love to see more youth players and obviously do, like dual nationals as well. Um, Erfan, do you have anything else to say on this matter before we move on to preparation for the Asian Cup? Uh, on the Hasbobby point, I completely agree with. Uh, I think he should have gotten maybe the same amount of game time as Hossein Nijad. I think there, there were like seven or eight uh, substitutions available. I mean, at the, at the game, at the end, this is a friendly uh, so I think that maybe has Bobby should have gotten some game time as well, and um, but there is a dilemma that maybe uh, it's now it's not a good time to play these youngsters because we're close to the Asian Cup, and maybe Khaled Noy wants to find his lineup that he'll be using, uh, but from what we've seen, it's never the time to play youngsters. So hopefully it gets sorted out. Uh, but from what I've heard is that Khaled Noy actually really likes Hossein Najad. I think it was the game against Pekon earlier in the season where he was in the stands himself and he was really impressed by him and that's what led him to um led him to call him calling him up for this camp so hopefully he can shift him into the into the team maybe after the asian cup because he's a very very talented player and uh, i hope he does he gets a good move after uh, this season with sepahan so ari you wants to talk about one more youth player before we move on to asian cup preparations yeah i wanted to mention um Yasin Salmani, who, as you guys all heard, uh, got pretty badly injured, is going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, what do you guys think that this injury means for him in the long run? I mean, he's not going to get called up and such, obviously. 
um, where do we go from here? Well, I still think he's obviously got a career within the national team. It's just unfortunate that he's been he's he's been injured, but injuries happen all the time. And uh, I mean, we talked just before off air, like Syed Manish, been injured for a long time, hasn't played for Iran for a long time. So you get these players, like young players, that get getting injured. But like I, given how old our national team is, they're hundred percent going to get an opportunity in the future. It's just unfortunate they miss out on tournament football this time around. Yeah, I'd like to mention. Um, what I think caused this injury, but before that, uh, I want to say that when Persepolis play with and without Salmoni, they're two completely different teams. Like he changes that team so much, and uh, he, you know, at this age to become such a player for such a club, uh, such a big club in Iran at least, uh, it's very very good, and uh, it is a setback for him. And what I think caused this injury was not only playing five games in the space of thirteen days, but the federation's horrible plan with him, I would say, because he first of all he went um, with the U23s to Uzbekistan for the qualifiers. Then he went to back to Doha uh, to not Doha but uh, to Tehran to play the ACL game with Persepolis. Then again, after that, he went to China to play at the Asian Games. Then again, he went back to uh, Doha for the ACL game against at Doha. And he was actually going to get sent back to China again after that if Iran made the semifinals. But yeah, we saw how that turned out. And I think that just shows um, how careless the federation can be sometimes. You know, They didn't work probably with the Olympic Committee and the Olympic Committee is really mad at the federation now because they promised that Salmoni would uh, stay for the rest of the Asian Games. But then Mehdi Taj, you know, he went to Hangzhou himself and uh, called Salmoni back up for uh, Paris Police. So yeah. Yeah, with these with these young players, I guess like that happens. They, they end up just being used a lot. I mean, like the only the only other similarity I can draw is is Pedri for Spain. He plays an unreal amount of games. Like he was playing a national team. He was playing obviously for the for Barcelona. So like he plays an unreal amount of games, but somehow he's not getting injured. So I don't know. There's there must be a difference there. But I mean that that's the only similarity I can think of. Yeah, there was that outrageous. Uh, 2021 season, I think, where he played like 50-something games for Barcelona. And then he was playing at the Euros and then straight after that at the Olympics in Tokyo. I, th- I think maybe the facilities make a big difference in this case. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, cool. So that's everything on young players. So I guess, like, given that these two games are over, um, just more generally, like, how do they prepare us for the Asian Games? Are we... Are we now prepared? What would you say? Obviously, we we have like two World Cup qualifiers as well in November next month, uh, which will obviously act as preparation also for the Asian Cup, given there'll be like some minutes for players. But like, how are you feeling, I guess, in, in October, Asian Cup in January, uh, going into the tournament? All right, I'll start with you. So we're playing Hong Kong first, I believe. Um, I, you know, for me, this is a perfect game to put in some of these youngsters. Right, realistically, Hong Kong is not that much of a threat. We thrashed them before. Oh no, did we? Or no? I'm sorry, I'm getting confused with Cambodia. But nevertheless, it's a team that we should still easily beat. I think it's a perfect time for us to not test as per se, but at least give some of these youngsters few minutes, play some of the players that haven't played in the previous games, um, and then Uzbekistan. That's going to be a pretty serious game because I think we've all seen the rise of Uzbekistan in the last few months or years, really. 
I think they've been fantastic. We've played against them in the Cafe Nations Cup final where we barely beat them 1-0. We really needed a a, a, a Osmongo. We really grinded for that goal, really, to be honest. Um, so we'll see how that Uzbekistan game turns out. And then after that, I think we're going to have a few friendlies right before the Asian Cup. There's been rumors that we're going to play South Korea or Japan. I'm not sure how reliable those are, but um, would be nice to, to have a, a decent opponent. So, yeah, what do you guys think? That sounds very untrue. That sounds like, I don't know if it happens, then obviously I'll say, my, like, I'll, I'll apologize. But like that, that usually never happens, like playing a, a top competitor as, as a friendly before, before a tournament where you would m- most likely play them. Like you don't get... I don't know. You get you don't get Brazil playing Argentina in a friendly before the before like their their Confederate Cup. So I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't seem likely to me. Um. Yeah. Are you mentioned about that Japan or Korea game? It was actually talked about in a in a talk show in the Iranian TV today. But I by I think it was Nevi, one of the guys in uh, the federation, uh, mentioned something about the camp in East Asia before the Asian Cup. I, I don't know how that makes sense. The Asian Cup is going to take place in Qatar. And uh, to travel all the way to East Asia, and uh, they said if it's going to happen, they're going to use domestic players only. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I'd rather play maybe um, a mid or... A, not, not, let's not say a top team, but like a mid, um, average rated team rather than, uh, you know, uh, going all the way to East Asia just to use uh, mostly domestic players for the games. Even though, yeah, it would be nice to uh, maybe play against uh, Korea or uh, Japan's domestic players as well. Maybe we could uh, see how different uh, the levels of our leagues are. But I think maybe staying in the Middle East, maybe a a game in UAE or a game uh, even in Qatar before the tournament starts, I think that would benefit us more. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up there, guys. We've talked about a lot of stuff. And uh, I guess like the only bit of news is the World Cup qualifiers, the next two games that are on. We've got Hong Kong on the 16th of November and the Uzbekistan game that we mentioned on the 21st of November. Um, so, yeah, those are the two games coming up. And we'll, we'll obviously do a podcast before those games in, in November. So keep your eyes peeled for that. For that. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening at home. Thank you, Erfan and Arya, for joining me. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys very soon. Someone go do I'm playing for the Iranian national team and Brentford Football Club, and you are listening to Golbezan podcast.